0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pinch to Zoom podcast. I'm Stetson. And I'm Gabe. And this is our 25th episode. Pretty big milestone for us.
1: Yeah, we would have, you know, some big sound effects or, you know, some huge celebration here if we had a budget, but we don't have it. So I guess on the count of three, let's just say yay. One, two, three.
0: Yay. yay! woo
1: Okay, that was our celebration. That was it.
0: In this episode, on. we are talking about what we've learned after... 25 episodes of podcasting our tips, tricks, and secrets for starting your own podcast or just key takeaways that
1: we've learned uh, along our journey. Yeah, but before we get into that, we got a lot of other stuff. That's kind of the tail end of this episode. You know, first off, we're going to have our quick news. Then we're going to have a pitch me the cons. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun episode. We're making it fun because it's 25. Finally getting back to like some form of regularity or, you know, last episode was just a hectic mess of techtoberness just thrown up all over an episode Gabe you really took off on your trip at a ill time.
0: techtober was in full swing you came back we just had a spattering of news this week it seems a little bit more toned down in the quick news department hopefully we can return that segment to its proper name uh quick news yeah
1: so without further ado let's dive into it it's Quick quick news quick news quick news quick news all right first off uh, I I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna just sit back for this one a little bit this is in your wheelhouse this is right up your alley your YouTube channel is all about cell phone plans and now we have Verizon and AT&T introducing some new cell phone plans is that correct that is correct and yeah basically okay, here's what happened Verizon
0: introduced four new unlimited plans they dropped the price by $5 pretty much across the board they increased the amount of priority data Um, And they added some special perks. So you can now get Apple Music included with a couple of their plans. I think the bottom line here is Verizon has a plan called the Do More Unlimited plan. I think that's probably going to be a good option. $80 a month for Unlimited or the Play More Unlimited plan. Also $80 a month for Unlimited. But this one includes a free Apple Music subscription. If you're a Verizon customer, I would recommend checking those out. Of course, you could also consider... Uh, going with another provider. And then AT&T similarly updated their plans kind of to match Verizon and what they're doing. So they dropped their prices uh, similarly by about $5 across the board. Their unlimited plan starts now at $65 per month. Um, And they also increased the amount of priority data, shuffled some things around. Uh, These are expensive though, pretty much starting at $75 per month uh, for a true unlimited plan. And I guess it can be good. Some at and customers are reporting that at and is increasing their price by $10 with these new plans and giving them 15 gigs of additional data. Uh, but at and customers are a little dissatisfied with that.
1: That's, that's what I was going to ask, actually, is people who are on you know Verizon or at and are they going to be like grandfathered in and their old plans will carry over till they you know update new phone or something like that? Or do they just get shifted over to the new plans?
0: Typically, you are grandfathered in. I think AT&T is
1: doing something
0: different and kind of switching people's plans based on what they had. Um, and unfortunately, increasing the price. I actually saw one person on Reddit who was happy to leave AT&T for Comcast.
1: The Their experience with AT&T was so bad. Wow, that is... Uh, that's pretty rare and that's pretty hard to push someone into that sort of position and opinion. So not so good news from AT&T uh, Which one do you think made better improvements to their overall plans? I think Verizon do, uh, Made better improvements. They included Apple music, which I think is gonna be a big win for a lot of people That's wh- how much of a value is it like Apple music a yearly subscription, right? That's $10 a month. So so that's yes uh, $60 no in hundred twenty dollars a year.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good value add for their plans. And I think Verizon is the number one network in terms of users right now. I think this could be a big win for a lot of people. uh, But again, it really does come down to what your needs are and what kind of coverage you're looking for. And they both still have plans that aren't unlimited, right? Or no, did they get rid of those? This is correct. Really, if you're looking at other options, I would recommend going with AT&T prepaid or Verizon prepaid. Those are going to give you much better value for your dollar than going with one of their uh, previous family plans or something like that. Um, But it's nice to see some fresh changes in the industry. And if you think about it, unlimited plans are really making a comeback. When T-Mobile introduced their T-Mobile One, their one unlimited plan, uh, that was the start of a new wave of confusingly named and uh, very similar unlimited plans across the industry. But I think it's good we now have unlimited data and these plans are definitely improvements, even if not by much.
1: Okay, so that is that. Uh, Hopefully people kind of can understand that. Uh, Will you be putting a video out on this or something similar to this on your channel ever? I recently
0: reviewed Verizon actually, so I talked about uh, my experience using their network, their new unlimited plans, and even some of the best alternative plans. So you can check that out if you're interested in additional content on cell phone plans. I get excited about this. I know it's um,
1: maybe not for everyone, but check out the channel for more details. Yeah. So yeah, if they want a deeper dive, head over to Setson's channel, or I think your website bestcellphoneplans.net. Best uh, moving... phone plans. Oh gosh, I just plugged some competitor. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> moving is a competitor. On, yeah. Moving on. The next thing we have is the Skydio 2 drone, which is a very exciting drone. Announced, I think it was back beginning of October. Uh, We just got a bit of an update and also uh, uh, some bad and good news basically coming out about this. Uh, You know, the Mavic Mini just was released, right? That's correct. This is DJI's newest drone, under
0: 250 grams, coming in at 249 grams. How is this impacting the Skydio 2? Did everyone just say, oh, forget that. Let's go with DJI. Do they even have a chance as a drone
1: company anymore? Well, you would have thought that kind of that might happen. And I think DJI might have been hoping for that. I know they definitely did that back in like 2016 when they released the Mavic Pro, the original one. They absolutely killed the Karma drone by GoPro, which had been dropped like two weeks earlier. And they might have been hoping for that. I don't think that's the case with this drone, however, because the Mavic Mini is definitely more consumer oriented. The Skydio 2 is more prosumer And actually, the surprising thing we saw is the CEO of Skydio said that the, you know, the pre-reservation or like the, you know, reserve your spot to order this drones on their website, those actually the reservation rate went up when the Mavic Mini was released, apparently because a lot of people might have been hoping for a more professional drone from DJI. And once they saw the Mavic Mini said, "Okay, I guess the Skydio 2 is the drone I'm going to get this year. That's exciting. And you're getting one, right? Uh, I mean, hopefully. I'm in line for one. The thing we've been seeing, though, is even though they're announcing their ship date is still on schedule for mid-November, it looks like if you're actually going to reserve yours now and put down that uh, refundable $100 deposit, you might not be getting your drone till Q2 of 2020. Wow. That's, that's a long yeah. delay. Wow. Yeah, that's like, uh, what, Q1 is till March, right? February, first three months. So you're so. looking at April, May, or June for a drone, and who knows by den- by then? You know, I th- I think we're going to see the Mavic three out by then. So I, that's that's kind of putting a wrench, yeah. in my opinion, in the yeah. Skydio two timeline. So many I people mean, are. Granted, their- though, you can reserve yours for a hundred dollars, get your refund on that if you don't want it. I uh, think that's what people are going to be doing. They're going to reserve it now, and when they don't get it, and the Mavic three comes out boom, they'll just pull their plug and go right back to DJI. That's unfortunately might be the case. Uh, It will be interesting to see, though, you know, if you're reserving yours now, as people start to pull, uh, you know, their spots in the line, you might drop a little sooner and you could actually get yours earlier. But, yeah, it still looks like a very exciting drone. I can't wait to get my hands on it, Uh, you know, possibly give it to some friends who have never flown drones and see if they can crash it. Or see if Hopefully, they can not crash. I mean, it. they
0: won't even be flying it, right?
1: It'll fly itself. Well, basically, like, yeah, if you push the stick forward and you're flying at a building, it'll just avoid the building, go up around, you know, fly around trees. Like, why do they even? They should just have, you know, just forward and backwards. That's all they need. I guess it's true. Yeah. Speaking of electric toys, I think okay. a
0: that's a pretty good segue into something big that's coming out. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, little more than a toy, but it's a vehicle. It's the it's a- Tesla truck. Yeah, the tes- Tesla truck has been a uh, bit of a mythical beast, you know, a bit like the A7S S3, but not quite as elusive, you know. It's been out there hiding and getting little, you know, Elon Musk will give a little glimpse of it here and then. Uh, and now we actually have a date set for November 21st. That's soon. Is this this the ship date? Is this the... Oh, yeah. No, it's Stetson. Dream on. No, this is, of course, the announcement, you know, the big keynote style thing. Tesla traditionally does these, you know, later in the evening, possibly like 8 or 9 p.m., so that's likely when it will be. We'll probably see invites going out this week, and we'll know a bit more, but yeah, there's, you know, not much is actually known about this drone, and Elon Musk came out on Twitter the previous week and said basically no one has got it right with any of the like the conceptual renders and stuff like that
0: that's amazing i kind of love that in my opinion tesla is one of the few companies
1: where there are still genuine surprises at their keynote events that's yeah that that is really true i mean it, it harkens back to when you know apple went and one more thing and you know dropped the apple watch wasn't or no the ipad i think is what they dropped when they originally did the I one i think more thing. yeah you're right that was was really fun this is yeah this is very exciting i would agree you know the only like just here's some little rumors i'll give which who knows where they're going to land first thing uh is that they're trying to get it under fifty thousand starting uh i don't think this is going to be very possible especially you know they tried to get under 35 with the you know the model um e model 3 so that didn't really work. So this I doubt is going to be under 50,000, especially considering most pickup trucks just are averaging, you know, starting prices around 44, 45,000. Uh so I expect it'll be more expensive. Second thing, they're going for 400 to 500 miles or more on a battery. That is insane. That's huge range. That's basically pushing up to their Tesla Roadster 2. That's yeah. rumored to have pretty huge range as well. That That is, I think, what people are skeptical about is they're looking at, you know, the ranges of their other cars, and this is a bigger car, so yes, it has more space, you know, under the bed for putting batteries, but it's also, the truck is bigger, so it's going to take more juice to power it.
0: I think a big plus of an electric truck, and the, the Ford F-150 is basically the number one car in America right now. Yeah, that's true. And so a, a big perk of going with an electric truck is the instant torque and uh just the performance that electric vehicles provide so i think it could be a really interesting and compelling vehicle i'm excited to see what tesla and elon musk unveils on november 21st
1: the the big thing i think also is going to be when are they shipping it you know it's going to be basically price range. when is it being shipped and then when is it actually going to be shipped (laughs) <laughs> yeah and then how much is it actually going to cost right and then how right. much is the range actually going to be right because there's always they start at this and then there's the premium add-ons the interesting thing i just want to add about this is you might be like why are they doing it in november uh, elon musk has a big affinity for blade runner and if you've um, seen the original blade runner you know it actually takes place in november 2019 and elon has been quoted as saying that this truck looks like it looks like it is straight out of Blade Runner in its design so he said hey why don't we launch it in November 2019 bring it right home uh yeah kind of I like I like companies like this that you know really have uh you really only get it when they have a big CEO that's like a you know really what's the word kind of like um he's he's unique unique yeah just stand out have a nice character That's the only companies that are going to have stuff like this happening uh, for better or worse. So, yeah, keep that on your radar. Mark your date. You know, they do live stream it. So, check it out or just watch the wrap-up videos later. And Gabe, it looks like
0: we had another camera release. I feel like we've talked about a camera release on every
1: episode of the podcast. That, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I love cameras. You love cameras. We all love cameras. Yeah, well... Uh, some people don't, I'm guessing, but if they don't, I'm not going to assume that they're listening to this podcast. So anyways, the first thing we got here and the only camera this episode is uh, the Canon EOS RA. Ooh, ooh, that's a swing and a miss for you, Gabe. The Sony A7S Three continues to be elusive. Okay, all right. Let's, yeah, we've already brought that up once this episode. Let's not bring it up again. The EOS RA. Now, that sounds like an EOS R. Right? Yeah. Raw. And then the A, it's like, what could that be? Is that for... Is it better? Is it like a pro? Is the is A that the for new am- pro? No, I think like it's for amateur, right? Aperture? No. no, the A is for astrophotography. This is Oh, dedicated... that's actually cool. Yeah, right? It's aimed squarely uh, at the Milky Way of astrophotographers sitting out there. You know, people who like to go out at night and either freeze themselves off or be all alone uh, in the dark middle of some random state park or whatever, taking photos of the night sky. This is for you. Uh, It's a 30 megapixel sensor, comes in at $2,500. And the big difference uh, between this and the EOS R is the fact that this actually has a filter built in that filters out H alpha rays, which I'm not going to go into it much, but basically... The long short of this is that it's going to make your pictures clearer of the stars because it's going to get rid of all the light pollution that isn't the stars, essentially. Amazing. Amazing.
0: I do not take astrophotography pictures on quite that level to need this camera. But I think that's a, a unique take, especially as we've been seeing phones with new low light modes and astrophotography modes. It makes
1: sense this would make its way into proper mirrorless cameras. Well, I would say that I wish Canon had gone for like, come on, Canon, let's go either a high res, you know, uh, EOS R or let's go a professional film making aimed EOSR. Like, why didn't they go with some other variation of this? You know, I like that, you know, they have the EOSR, they have the EOS RP. All right, you have your budget version. You have your regular version. Now go with something else other than the super specialized astrophotography camera. You know, I maybe, was a bit of a bit of a letdown, but it's cool. We'll get an RF, uh, one for film. For film, yeah. How, or would they go RV for video? <laughs> for a van, <laughs> RV. For van. Yeah. Canon's yeah, okay, driving yeah. they'll around probably, now. They'll probably go RF, you're right. So that's that's something to check out if you're into taking pictures of stars and not celebrities. That, you know, got you right there, right? No, Boom. That, was, that Boom. was bad. Moving on hey. in quick news, quick news. Quick news. Quick news. wow what was that that you were phoning this in 25 episodes in you haven't caught on
0: it was something exciting and unexpected which is what we saw with this next quick news item because something exciting and unexpected apple's new mac pro was either accidentally revealed or teased in an instagram story from calvin
1: harris okay so for people who don't know uh let me break that down Instagram, Instagram story, social media platform, and Snapchat ripoff. Okay, moving on. Kelvin Harris, DJ. I think he's Swedish, actually, uh, but he's a popular music producer, uh, like House, EDM, uh, Electro Music. Very popular. You know, you've probably heard his hits on the radio. Uh, next thing, Mac Pro, thing that Stetson is lusting over for the past uh, probably months. Uh, actually, no, that's been like four months now. Yeah, and it's also been a while. Uh, part-time cheese grater. I think that's pretty much it. Moving on, right? No. Yeah, that's everything you need to know. Yeah. uh, Basically, though, yeah, check it out on some stories online with the pictures. And it's not really much news because we've already seen pictures of the Mac Pro. Apple released them themselves. But what is interesting is it shows that it's, I, I would say out in the wild, but this isn't really out in the wild. It's out in a controlled environment, which Apple has given this computer To this very famous, uh, well-known creative person, likely for him to use it, make a song on it or talk about his use. Maybe they make a short film showcasing it when they release it uh, and to also get some feedback from him.
0: I think this is true. It's a way for Apple to get feedback on their devices and to get great marketing content to promote it. This is their $6,000 Pro computer. I'm super hyped for it and I think this just means it's closer to release because apparently it is coming
1: this fall. So I'm excited for that. Fall, remember, means up to December 21st. I hope it's sooner, I hope it's sooner. That, that's, the, that's the key thing, it's very tricky because like for me fall kind of seems like, right, I would think like mid-November is like the end of fall, but not, not for tech companies. They're going right by the letter of the calendar. Absolutely, so. all right, what do we have next? Uh, the next thing we have is the fact that uh, some Alexas and some, I think it was the Siri HomePods and the Google smart speakers have found a little, Some someone found a creative hacking thing. This is honestly, I was, uh, I just saw this in the news, didn't think much about it. Then I came back after you pointed it out to me and read it. And it was a really interesting uh, way to ha- that they found to hack these smart speakers. What was it? so uh,
0: this is what's called light commands and basically what these hackers are doing is they're taking lasers shining them at the speakers the speakers are then
1: interpreting the light waves as sound waves and this is giving well the okay, hackers hold on not just at the speakers they're specifically targeting the small microphone on the speakers
0: and so so yes so this is where it would receive voice commands normally and it is then interpreting these lasers as silent voice commands, giving hackers uh, basically administrative access to the smart speaker as if you were talking to your speaker, and they can do things like unlock doors, unlock cars that are connected to the network. They can do anything,
1: literally anything that your smart speaker could do, which is basically everything. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, um, but at the same time. You
0: know, you do need specialized equipment. You need to be in visual line of sight of the speaker itself and the specific component you need to shine the laser on. Uh, So it's, I don't think it's something most people, pretty much everyone needs to worry about. Gabe, what's your take on seeing something like this?
1: Oh, I don't think this is a practical, you know, hack at all. I don't think people would have to worry about it. I mean, I'm just looking at like my smart speakers, I think... Yeah, there's no like, there's no way that anyone could even see it from three. It, yeah, it's very unlikely this would ever happen to you, but it is extremely interesting because you know sound waves are waves, light waves are also waves, and so they're using the fact that these are both waves to use a light. You know, because microphones are basically uh, a receiver that just when you speak, it it absorbs that energy, uh, translates that into electricity. They're using the same thing with light, send it out the microphone. It absorbs that energy just like it's sound, translates it to electricity just like it was sound. And I mean, it's very hats off to these uh, hackers. Uh, they turned it in, you know, this hack into Apple or, you know, Google and Amazon. Hopefully they get some money or something for discovering it. But it's, yeah, don't worry about it. It's just kind of a cool thing to think about uh, the science behind it. And it kind of gives you an insight into how your uh, smart speaker works. Yeah, not a whole lot to worry about here.
0: Gabe, do you want no. to do a not-sponsored? Do you have something you're not sponsored by this episode? I do actually have something
1: I'm not sponsored by. Do you? I also have something I'm oh, not wow, sponsored by. wow, what a coincidence. Let's like get Daniel a shot clock going then. Yeah, uh, do you want to, you know, it's 25th episode, do you want to go first or should I go first? I would be honored to go You'd first. You'd be honored to go first? Okay, let me get that shot clock up. For those who don't know, this is our not-sponsored segment of the episode Uh, We are not sponsored by anyone, so each week we like to say who we're not sponsored by specifically, so that you know we can share a bit of what we like, Uh, a bit of like unsolicited advice of sorts. Sometimes maybe it's a product, maybe it's you know a how-to tip, a lifestyle hack. Who knows? Uh, Let's see what we got this week. Seth, and you ready for yours? I'm ready to be not sponsored. All right, here we go. Three, two, start in the timer.
0: Go. This episode of the Pinch to Zoom podcast is not sponsored by Eldrie's 4K ultrawide monitors. Eldrie makes incredibly sharp, vibrant, color-accurate displays for doing creative work. Enjoy a sharp 4K or even 5K monitor to see all of your content across your screen, boost your productivity, and enjoy consuming media, media like never before. Check out Eldrie's monitors selection for more details.
1: That was well done. I think they're gonna not pay you though because of that midya uh, little stumble there. Uh Aldries, I've never even heard of them though. Is what? this a are you making this up? No, LG. What'd you say? You said LG? I tried to. I think it, it didn't come
0: out of my mouth correctly and so it may have you may have misheard. Or I may have misspoken,
1: which is more likely of the two. I heard Aldry's. That is the weirdest thing. I'm going to have to listen back to this episode. I don't (laughs) know if my headphones are screwed in wrong or something.
0: I know. I was trying to say LG, but it really, it didn't come out. I think I said it like two or three times and it just never manifested correctly.
1: I think you might have said it right. And my brain just was off somewhere on some completely different other planet all these uh, the grocery Aldi's. store the grocery store has a high definition 4k monitor oh my god you should check that out yeah all right okay, let me get a shot clock going all right get it up get Boom. the buzzer Are you ready because i might go over yes i am ready
0: well hopefully you can work on your annunciation apparently that's something i'm working
1: on for the rest of okay. this episode Aldree's. this one we're sponsored by Aldree's. okay i'm good on your mark get set begin I would like to say this episode were also not sponsored by Brody Butler. Brody Butler is actually an Instagram photographer. Well, he's a photographer who posts on Instagram. And those are a dime a dozen. You might say, Gabe, why are you telling us about this specific account? Uh, I really like the behind the scenes that he does of his shoots. You know, shots of models and stuff. He'll show you how he arranges the flashes. So if you're into that sort of stuff, you know, model photography, go check him out. It's B-R-O-D-I-E. B-U-T-L-E-R. Uh, and there we go.
0: That was pretty good. I tried yeah. to be more aggressive with my timer buzzer. So I liked it. I, I appreciate
1: that. It let me know when I was done and when it was time to move on. Speaking of moving on, uh, our next segment is Pitch Me the Cons. Is this, this is where a segment Is this where, where we go into jails and we pitch uh baseballs to convicts? That's I mean, that's what I was doing last weekend.
0: But I didn't see you. Th- Were you doing something else?
1: Yeah, I was doing uh bowl meet the cons where we actually go get a big, we build a big bowl and we have, you know, it's like a make it like a hot tub out of this bowl and people, you know, a bunch of convicts sit in it.
0: Oh, that's, you know, yeah. sounds like a you fun. Get you to thought know it was where home. I
1: was bowling, like uh, on a bowling alley. Anyways, okay. that That got off track. Pitch Me the Cons is our segment where we take a product that you've probably only seen in a good light, presented in a keynote, maybe by Tim Cook, or who's your favorite presenter right now? Tim Cook? Yeah, Tim Cook. Yeah, he's he's pretty much the only one who stands out. There's not anyone really memorable. No, Craig Federighi. There we go. See, I knew it was going to take you a second to remember his name. So, we take their products or some product that has been, you know, at one point announced and, you know, in a flashy promo, and we pitch it, but in the opposite way. We give you the cons and try to convince you just how good or not good this product is. So, uh, you went first with the not sponsored. So, is it okay if I go first with this? Gabe, take the stage. Here's your microphone. Go wow the crowd with this amazing new product. All right. The lights go down. And I walk out on stage. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, you used to pay $20, $30, maybe even $50 for a headphone, right? And you would use that to work out a pair of headphones. They were nice. If they broke, you'd easily replace them. You know, you could go through three, four headphones in a year, still not spend more than $150. We have a revolution in this space. We think You should be able to spend $150 or more on one pair of headphones. A gasp of crowd. Wow. (gasps) There we go. Thank you. Now, actually, this might not seem very different from our headphones that we have currently. You know, you would expect that for that price, you'd get some degree of repairability, some degree of, you know, replacing a battery or replacing parts. No, no. If you break one little part of this or even think that could be broken, you might as well throw that in the trash. Also, you know that traditional wire that used to connect your headphones together and make it oh, oh so easy for them to easily, you know, if you dropped them they'd hang on to you or if, you know, you drop one fell out of your ear you'd notice it and it wouldn't fall out actually. We, we actually decided to cut that. Cut that cable so that one could easily go free, you know, down the grate of a manhole cover. Uh, into your pocket and forgotten and through the washer cycle. Yeah, these headphones are so free, you can easily lose several a year and have to buy new ones because one does not work as well as two. Now, you might be wondering, okay, so we get what it is. What other features does this offer to me? Well, these are also made out of an exclusive white plastic that was designed to show earwax as clearly as blood on snow. You will see this earwax from a mile away so that anyone around you can see if you have not kept these in the most pristine condition. And, you know, why even bother cleaning them? Just throw them out get a new one after a couple of months because you don't want to be sh- seen in public with earwax-covered headphones. Finally, uh, this is a little bit of an Easter egg for down the road, you know, a little gift for the future. Radiation from Bluetooth uh, is not really known how bad this is going to be for you. But we decided, heck, we'll ramp this up. We're going to put these Bluetooth headphones, make them small, so they go pretty deep into your ears where they're not going to have much of your head and skull in the way to block it from getting to your brain, you know, getting to your vital organs in your head. Yeah. Let's see what tumors and cancer we can develop for the future. That's the tomorrow we believe in. That's why we have dropped the... These are the new AirPod Pros. Well, okay. They're, the AirPods, yeah, AirPods in general... Ah, uh, but uh, yeah, AirPods, the pros. AirPod Pros. The pros. They weren't just the pros because I said 150 to 200. Okay,
0: so the AirPods, but the pros, yeah.
1: those go really deep into your ear. Canal. Yeah, yeah, true. I guess that kind of probably threw you off. Yeah, that's those are you. gonna You want to buy those? Honestly, they seem pretty great. There's a really funny video on YouTube. Uh, it's it's
0: titled literally Asterisk Wears AirPod Pros Once. Asterisk. I think, I
1: think I saw this video too. Right.
0: Uh, go it, give it a watch. They seem pretty great. Uh, I do have the same health concerns, so I will not be picking them up. And
1: $250 is steep. I, I literally titled my AirPods on my, you know, you can change the name of a Bluetooth device. Mine are titled ear cancer. Wow. so <laughs> I, so I re- ear cancer. Yeah. So I remember every time I put them in, you know, okay, well this, all right, I hope I'm doing something, you know, I hope I'm working out. So at least the exercise is offsetting any potential health hazards that these are causing. So, yeah, that was my Pitch Me the Cons. Uh, you know, the crowd's dispersed. Now we have set out invites for a new keynote event. All right, they're coming back in. The theater's filling up. All right, oh, Stetson, here we go. Uh, thank you, you're on, thank Stetson. you. Stetson, you're on in three. And I'm on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome.
0: I have for you here today an exciting new product. Comes in multiple colors. We have various sizes and price points. A huge emphasis on the camera this year. And of course as you'd expect a gorgeous display people have really enjoyed our messaging services chatting with their friends over wi-fi or cellular data we've been able to connect millions of people around the world and we're excited to have um, an emphasis on video chat again we're bringing an hd front-facing camera this is this is one of the first times we're doing this We're introducing new AR experiences, we've heard a lot of requests, people wanting to draw 3D mustaches, put on augmented masks, have tons of crazy background stuff going on while they're trying to talk and have conversations, and we've built in your favorite smart assistant. So, this device, it comes in a beautiful frame, so it'll blend in with your surrounding environment. Um, we have a camera that will track you as you move through the room, but the device is small, so you could talk from far away, but you don't want to see the person you're talking to, so you can stand far away, they'll be there, and you can have a really distant conversation. It's stylish and sleek, it looks absolutely incredible, ex- except for, for that one that's really expensive, We I don't know what the designer was thinking on that, I mean... I thought it looked gorgeous, but we got we got some very mixed feedback on it and price point. So basically, uh, again, this is a video chatting device and it 279, which I thought was reasonable. You Gabe, th- okay, that's reasonable, right? Why is the Aww. audience booing right now? Oh my guys, guys, this is calm down. Um Yeah, so I think and and privacy was also a huge concern, so we took an extra step To make sure we collect all your data. I mean, uh, you can now um, hardware disconnect the camera and the micro. I don't think you guys are liking this product that much. I was really hyped about this. Gabe, do you know what this is?
1: These are. I do not think that I will be ordering a Facebook portal this year for Christmas. Wow, good job. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, looking. I I thought you were going. I thought you were actually going iPhone 11 first because you said like multicolored and stuff. But then you, uh, I think the big thing that switched or well, the the big one that definitely si- signified this is definitely the P- Facebook portal for me was when you went our most expensive one. I don't know what the designer was thinking about that because, yeah, that is so true. They're, what? How much is their most expensive one? Two hundred seventy nine dollars. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. What were they thinking about? I mean, nothing. They literally just threw a couple different like shapes together and some tech into it and just called it a day oh it it does not look i mean
0: looking at it it seems like a honestly a decent video chatting device the problem is it's just so bad at literally everything else and i don't think has a has an actual use beyond that and everyone uses facetime or google
1: duo or basically every other video oh, yeah. chatting that, service. that's right you're locked into facebook's uh video chat service so you can't use other stuff. Well you can
0: use WhatsApp
1: and you can use Facebook Messenger. But that but that's um, Facebook. Yeah, but it doesn't
0: it does have Alexa built in, so it's kind yeah of like a think it's
1: running it's running like some form of like the same thing that the Amazon uh echo shows are running.
0: Yeah, but I'd s i would mean for basically a portal mini is one hundred thirty dollars. I'd and 130, 180 and then two eighty, I'd so much rather do something else with
1: that money. So yeah and actually you know now that i'm thinking about it i think that this is the second time we've had this on pitch me the cons because i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i pitched it back in the spring but really either way of all products out there this is definitely deserving to be roasted twice on pitch me the cons uh and you had a different take than i had on it so if people you know look back through listen to mine listen to Stetson's, uh definitely worthwhile for this product who you could probably <laughs> pitched it worse <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah. who pitched i mean just let's pitch it one more time and just together and because it it needs it it's so. it's yeah it's or so maybe bad. even the actual the actual keynote of announcing this was worse because honestly it, you can't get much worse than just this product on paper you know now that i think about it maybe you
0: did pitch this i was thinking of this
1: or doing the um gopro karma oh snap yeah that's a that's I can I can pitch that for you right off the top of my head because that's gonna that's falling out of the air right <laughs> and left every single day so flying around like a like an angry oversized bird, uh, drifting with no sort of uh, downward positioning whatsoever. Let's not yeah. Uh, so that was pitch me the cons. Hopefully you found it somewhat entertaining. You know, suggest us some future ones you think we should pitch by. You know, don't tweet it to our main podcast account. Tweet it to our individual. Uh, personal account so that we can't see what the other person might pitch. Uh, you know, you can find, I remember tweeting our tweets on the main account all the time, so check it out there. But moving on, this is our 25th episode, right, Stetson? So this is huge. This is our
0: 25th time sitting down together in completely different rooms across
1: the United well, no, States. Not, Actually, it's not our 25th states. time doing that because we sat down in the same room for many of those.
0: Well, we're still sitting down. We're talking into microphones, talking tech yeah, it's been it's been 25 episodes.
1: Wow. Uh, how time flies, you know, and it's also crazy. and also how little we've learned.
0: I don't know. I think we've learned a decent amount. Also, props to us. We were aiming to do this bi weekly starting at the beginning of the year, and that would mean 26 episodes because there's 52 weeks in a year. We had a little bit of a hiatus, Gabe, because of your um ankle injury but we came back strong and then we had a pretty stellar techtober that has kicked us back we're basically gonna surpass our goal which is pretty cool we're gonna have over
1: over 26 episodes by the end of this year i didn't actually think about that uh yeah that's congratulations little pat on the back to us you know one thing i wanted to take a look at actually is i pulled up the analytics behind our episode just to see like a couple things we learned. One thing is most of the people are in the United States. Uh, that's a I'd big say, surprise to I'd me. I'd say I was about not expecting. 90, 99% of the people are in the United States. Of that, um, most of you are in California or New York or Massachusetts. Those are the All three right. states. So that's good. Uh, the other thing I was going to say that's actually probably the most interesting is where people are listening to our podcast on as far as what service they're using. Like what platform? Where are people listening? What would you what would you think if you had to guess? Uh top three. Platforms? I would do
0: Spotify, Apple Podcasts.
1: Is that what you mean? The platform? Yes, yep, yep.
0: So right. I would do Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Top
1: three. I mean, we really okay. only post to a Well you're not right on any of those. Wow. So surprise the top me. one taking a whopping thirty-four percent. Is Apple Podcasts? Oh, okay. I should have done that one first. All right. So that's that's the that was for me. That was surprising. I thought, you know, that would be more about the same as the other ones. Then coming in second, you have Spotify at thirteen point five percent. Had those flipped? Yeah, and then third, the one you didn't have on there, Google Podcasts. Whoa, wait, Google? Yeah, wait, what? What? Whoa, Do a record scratch. Google yeah, has a podcast. Is it an app? I think it's uh integrated into music, right? Or I'm not really even sure. Oh, maybe you're right. It's Google Play Music and maybe it's just yeah. Google Podcasts like baked right you in just or something. Search right in, yeah. So that's that's third. Uh then then this is just in, in the order behind that. You have Overcast, Chrome, iTunes, Pocket Cast, uh, and CF network. I've never even heard of that one. So yeah, that's that's an interesting thing to see what is making up our uh you know listen what our listeners are listening on and it makes me as the person who's doing most of the social media stuff know what links i should be including uh in stuff so that it's actually useful to people sure and i think uh, as a huge appreciation to
0: gabe i think you're doing all the social media stuff for this podcast so thank you gabe everyone round of applause for gabe thank you
1: crowd goes wild that that was an incredible round of applause I mean, it's not. I'm not doing too much for it, so let's not get overzealous. I think, uh, you know, I've been planning in the future maybe like some future things. You know, it's hard to really promote a podcast on social media. That's one thing I'm learning, because you're asking someone, "Hey, let's go uh, listen to these two random dudes talk about technology for an hour of my time potentially." That's, but it's
0: it's an enthralling conversation every time. It's not
1: very enticing, especially if they tuned in for like our last episode or some of the other ones in the past where we get off track or you know our both just not not on topic that whole time. So I, I the thing I've been doing uh it recently is you know trying to focus on specific segments, you know, putting timestamps in our episode uh, description and on YouTube when I upload it there. And one thing I'm actually thinking of doing in the future is uh putting up like a story each week on instagram or tweets out saying who we're not sponsored by because i think that's a fun little thing we do uh and then i can tag in either the person the product the manufacturer of um who we're not sponsored by i think of, that's and a they great might, idea they might be like what is even this thing and then go listen and boom we got you we got you in our net we caught you uh and then hopefully you'll actually keep listening <laughs>
0: It reminds me of the Joe Rogan experience where they take segments of the podcast and actually upload it to YouTube. And that also is something I've learned. Like YouTube is basically a catch-all platform if you think about it, right? Like we have Vines basically being archived on YouTube. We have people who are streamers streaming video games and whether they're on Twitch or Microsoft's new streaming platform, they're taking their segments and putting them on YouTube. And even for us, podcasts, we're posting all of our podcasts, uploading them to YouTube, and it's kind of serving as an archive because that's a cool way where audience members can comment on episodes and kind of start a conversation, which I think, in my opinion, is something podcasts are missing. We can record a podcast and share it, but there's no way for people to comment on it or really interact with it or engage with the the medium it's just like a one-way street we
1: talk you listen and that's it that that's actually really true i hadn't thought of that before and it's kind of i think why maybe podcasts are hired are hard to market and you know because they don't really drum up any engagement or stuff within themselves they're more like oh i have a bunch of followers let me push them out to this podcast So I can get Blue Apron to sponsor me and, you know, make some of that money or MeUndies or whoever uh, and do some extra revenue. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've had fun just creating it, uh, even if we never get sponsored, which we're not going to because we have to keep doing that not sponsored segment. You know, it's just a fun thing for me personally. I found uh, learning more because I've been doing most of the audio editing, uh, learning more of that and how to like, all right, we got to record a better episode you know both for on the audio front all right how do we do that you know let's go put hang up a bunch of coats around everywhere um or you know make sure that our mics are at the right levels let's make sure that you know for example we have enough batteries in our audio recorder (laughs) um that is is (laughs) Uh, a
0: uh, stab at me my we had started recording this podcast and my zoom h5 was not plugged in it ran out of battery And my audio was abruptly brought to a halt. So we had to start over. So um, that is definitely something I learned
1: as recently as today. What would you say uh, is the thing you think we can work on going forward? Like if we got to do, like we're getting in the huddle or in the locker room and we're saying, all right, guys, you know, that was a good good first half out there. Um, Well, this is not to say that this is we're only doing 50 episodes and this is our first half, but that was a good first uh, whatever, you know, fraction of how many we're going to do. This is what we got to improve going forward. What would you say? I think for me,
0: a lot of the improvements, I think the structure of the podcast would be one of them. I really like this episode. You focused on having, or we focused on having more segments, clear cut, um, possibly outlining what we're going to talk about in the order we're going to talk about it. And then going forward with that, I think enunciating and word choice, avoiding words, Like, yeah, um, like, absolutely, immediately agreeing with the other person. It's really challenging having a podcast-friendly conversation where each person is contributing content that is interesting to listen to because sometimes you just end up saying these filler words and agreeing with the other person. You don't know where the conversation is going, so you have to be on your toes, ready to adapt, and try and be selective with your word choice so it's not repetitive i think i think that's probably the at, at the same
1: elements. time you also have to you're doing like the radio thing and having you know popcorn you know they talk about popcorn filler so you basically don't want dead air ever because who wants to just listen to a podcast of silence actually it's not a bad idea maybe we just maybe we should try that podcast silence no, I think there actually are probably already podcasts out there that are just silence. We're not going to go invade on their space. So I definitely uh, think that I shouldn't use the word definitely as much as you're talking about filler words. And yeah, working on enunciating a little clearer and possibly not just rambling on like this uh, as I try to that think means, of something wait, that I to That means want it's to my say. turn to, to come in
0: and say something, right? If you're rambling. I yeah. think the other big thing, we're on FaceTime right now. I think it's challenging to know when the other person is going to start talking when you're on FaceTime. I, feel I like, totally wouldn't think. Oh, wait, you Oh wait, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I think I think I've actually talked over you um, a few times in this episode. I know I've definitely done it in other episodes. Sometimes it's challenging just to read the other person and when they're going to come in, what they're going to say, when I should come in and interject. And I think the other thing, too, is like trying to Actively listen to what the other person is saying. I guess in that case, it's you, Gabe. Listen to what Gabe is saying. Thank you for naming me. And also trying to think of what I'm going to say next and where the conversation is going. Because there were some episodes I was just re-listening to where you had pretty clearly said, Uh, there's like four things I want to talk about with Pixel 4. And after you had said the third thing, I tried to segue off into another topic. And you're like, wait, before we do that, and I'm like, why is Gabe bringing us back in? And then I re-listened to the podcast. I'm
1: I'm so glad you mentioned that because that it's kind of funny that should be an ongoing joke we continue as i mentioned there's like five things about this that i want to talk about and then you cut me off by the third and say all right well now moving on to the next thing i'm like hold on one second (laughs) i I strapped us in for five we're gonna go all the way to the end of that
0: (laughs) i just i think i forgot that you had said that or i was so focused on what i was going to say next or something i missed it so i'm working on that improving my active listening skills, my enunciating. I'm curious to hear myself say or try to say LG. We're going to see how that goes. Um, But yeah, what do you feel like you're working on um, while we're recording this podcast? Or maybe what are you trying to improve while you're editing? Because you do a lot of the editing as well.
1: Well, on the editing front, I think the biggest thing I want to work on is one thing I've had to deal with an issue is with FaceTime, you know, there's a bit of latency actually sometimes that can develop uh, and kind of, you know, as as the network connection is faster or slower throughout our episode as we're recording, you know, sometimes I'm right on the end of what Stetson's saying and other times I might be, you know, he might finish talking and it's like, feels like Gabe, you know, like you're like, Gabe, uh, did you just have a stroke or something? Why aren't you talking? And then I start talking. And in reality, I thought I was responding right after you or vice versa for you. So that's kind of the hardest challenge right now for me is, you know, trying to line those up and see, oh, wait, hold on. I need to actually, pin, you know, Ed, nudge your audio up by, you know, a couple milliseconds to make it seem more right. Uh, the, the bonus of filming over FaceTime, the good thing actually is that we don't have to deal with picking up echo or on other the other person's mic because you know we're 100 200 miles apart. I don't think mics are quite that good yet. Uh, at least we don't have our gain turned up high enough to hear each other. So that's the uh, nice thing I've been having. On the other front of like planning and stuff, I think uh, something that you know taking a little behind the scenes look for people uh, for each episode, we basically create a document. And, uh, you know, title it kind of what we're loosely going to focus on. And then we basically outline the general flow of the podcast. At least that's how it works on our more organized uh, episodes. On our ones where we're all over the place, we probably didn't do much planning. So on our more organized episodes, that's what we do. However, we also kind of have this habit of, and it might be good, it might be bad, I don't know, Setson, give me your take on it in a second, of we each create our own document then filling in that outline. And I, our intention was, oh, okay, this is more like a conversation because we don't know what the other person is going to say. But then, as you were mentioning earlier, it also leads to I go, all right, here's the four points we need to talk about this camera or the Pixel Four, and you don't know what I'm that I'm going into that, and you're you know dropping me out and kicking me out of the next uh, segment or topic uh, th- by pro- you know three. I think it has definitely led to more
0: conversational episodes. And hopefully that is interesting to listen to. Uh, I do think where we where we outline the topics is basically the quick news. That seems to be a little bit more structured. I don't know. It, it's it's definitely interesting because it is. We don't know what the other person is going to say. It's more unexpected. Hopefully it has a more natural flow. Uh, but perhaps we could try outlining everything or who is going to focus on what because there have been a couple instances where. I prompt you to talk about a subject as you're about to prompt me to talk about it. And then it's like, okay, who is going to cover this? Who's going to talk about the next item? And, you know, I, I think with this, we kind of ping pong back and forth pretty quickly, but sometimes it can make a better listening experience if. One person knows they have the air and then the next person can come in and talk
1: about something else and just do you potentially deeper dives into that. That That is something I see in a different way. I see it actually when I'm editing the audio is interesting. I can provide this perspective of I, I can see some episodes, you know, oh, like there's a good back and forth of like, you know, you can see audio peaking or audio like, you know, uh, whatever, the waveform from you, audio waveform from me. And then there's other ones where, uh, you know, it'll be just, all right, there's about like five minutes of me talking and then, oh, there's Stetson talks for two seconds. And then I'm like, okay, next episode, mental note, I need to talk less. Uh, so <laughs> that's, that's kind of for, for me, it, it's literally, literally a visualization of, you know, how much back and forth and how much, how good we're doing of keeping it conversational, you know, uh, but hopefully we can also, you know, while it's conversational, it can also be informational, uh, as well. True. And Gabe, I would
0: say I almost appreciate hearing your voice more than mine because I'm sure this is probably similar for you. When I'm making YouTube videos, I am listening to myself on repeat as I'm editing through the audio. Oh, yeah, I
1: know that for sure.
0: And so having someone else's voice besides my own is fun
1: to listen to. Um, and I guess, all right. The thing is, I honestly, I always am like Stetson says, is he probably going to phrase this better? Say it clearer? you know so i'm just like why am i even on this podcast half the time just i'm just pushing the ball back into your court uh that's that's for me personally and maybe everyone feels like that because it's a voice outside their head someone else talking and maybe not maybe it's just me i don't know i that you're gonna say it better so please I try
0: and explain things clearly, you know, being a communication management and design major, communication was definitely a focus and giving presentations, Um, but I do, I really appreciate your entertainment and the tangents you go on. Honestly, I listen to our podcast and I find myself cracking up in the car. I think it's absolutely hilarious. Um, I don't know how the audience feels about it, but... As someone recording the podcast, it's fun going back and re-listening to segments and hearing what we each had to say and knowing what was going on in the behind the scenes or something like that. Um, So it's definitely fun.
1: That's, yeah, and that's kind of like what is our podcast really because, you know, B&H has a podcast out there that's basically, you know, just them talking new tech and stuff. And so it's like, are we just that or, you know, are we something else? Are we... You know, are we like a comedy podcast, which is, you know, dime a dozen out there as well. It's really, you know, it's like hard to find your own identity um, in a podcast. I think if we keep going on making episodes, it will be interesting to go back to these first, you know, 25 episodes, because this is really where we might come up with, you know, for example, the not sponsored segment. I really love that. I think it was a genius idea uh i think i came up with it so i i, I probably shouldn't there. be put it i probably shouldn't be doing too much praise of it um but i think stuff like that will be interesting to hear the origin how it progressed how we changed it and maybe stuff that we you know thought okay yeah that was good to try but that didn't work uh you know in practice on an episode wasn't very entertaining or just wasn't fun for us to do
0: uh, yeah that that's a great point and um I can't wait to see how this evolves. I almost feel like we should have a business plan or something for for this going forward to like get it more planned and structured, but it's been absolutely fun. Um, Gabe, what advice, you know, when we first started this, I think in the first episode you had mentioned everyone and their grandmother is starting a podcast and we're 25 years late.
1: Speaking of that, I would like to say that me and my grandmother are starting a podcast. (laughs) It's called Gabe and Grandma. Uh, you can listen to it now everywhere our podcasts are sold, which is nowhere because they're all free. Yeah. What were you saying?
0: Uh, anyways, uh, congratulations on the new podcast. I can't wait yep, to listen. I'm sure it'll be a hit with the audience. Um, you probably already have people signing up for your email list and blowing up, going viral on social media. Yep. Already got sponsors here. Wow. Oh, okay. hey. Whoa. Wait a minute. Anyway, what I was going to say is, you know, for you and your grandma or anyone else and their grandma what What do you think they should know getting started with podcasts? What tips do you have uh for people getting into the podcast world and creating their
1: own content? Don't maybe no, I think podcasting is great, but like a lot of different mediums that you know have blown up uh YouTube is one obviously we saw a huge surge after you know kind of the twenty. 20- era another surge after like you know 2016 the vloggers so i and you know instagram now is the same thing so many photos shared there it's easy for a medium and uh you know a sharing network or like platform to get overrun so that's one reason why you might avoid going into it however if you're really doing it for the fun for the arts or you think you have a nice idea that's unique you know, as long as you got free time, like we're, we're going to talk anyways, most likely about technology. Just, I think that's how we basically started this podcast is we realized, Hey, we're talking about this stuff each week. Other people, you know, could learn some stuff by listening to it possibly. So why don't we record it? Um, and you know, I can work on my audio editing skills. You can work on your presentation skills. It's a win-win. So that's, that's what I would say. Find something that you actually like to do, or that is sustainable. If you want to create a podcast, because don't expect overnight. You're going to be getting thousands of thousands of listeners. Even if maybe that's not your goal, maybe your goal is to just create a weekly um, family update. I know that people who have done stuff like this, created podcasts that are just like talking about what's happening in the family, and then they send it out to all their you know family members and stuff.
0: I think it brings up a good point, actually, with that family. People consume content for different reasons. I think the primary two are, one, it's informative, or two, it's entertaining. And I think podcasting presents a really unique opportunity to be entertaining. Um, This is where some podcasts, like the Joe Rogan Experience, and I listen to the Tim Ferriss Show, where I guess Tim Ferriss is more interesting and factual, but other podcasts, they tell stories that... Um, I think like the Moth Radio Hour, that's... Yeah, serial, you know, stuff like that. They, they communicate stories in an audio format, which is one of the best ways to listen to a story. It lets your imagination run wild. You can do it while driving. And people are looking for entertainment. So if you can provide that, I think that's a great way to stand out. To Gabe's point, I personally feel podcast discovery is one of the most challenging things right now. There's currently no central website or real central platform uh, to, I think, like discover or get recommended podcasts. Uh, There's no, as I mentioned previously in this episode, way to interact with an audience and build an audience. I think it's challenging to grow a podcast. I'd almost suggest putting it on YouTube or focusing on another
1: platform first. I mean, Gabe, what's your take? Uh, We... Well, that's a you actually bring up, yeah, putting it on YouTube. And if you just focused on that, you could create something that's a bit more, um, you know, geared for YouTube, which would be instead of doing an hour and a half long episode that rambles on to 20 different topics, break it up like a lot of podcasts do when they upload highlights, you know, the H3H3 H3 podcast, um, I could go, you know, many different entertainment podcasts who cover news. They'll upload highlights of, all right, this is when we talked about, you know, the Canon EOS RA. This is when we talked about the new Tesla truck. And that does better in search uh, because someone will pull up just that thing. Oh, they look for that information. Then they see, oh, this person's also kind of entertaining as well. Maybe I'll check out the whole podcast. I know that's personally how I actually got into Joe Rogan's podcast. You know, I'd for a while been like, I don't want, you know, it's the top podcast. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to listen to it, whatever. Everyone's listening to it and then i think uh, there was a celebrity or you know some figure i liked who was on it and i watched the highlights online and then i was like actually this is you know kind of a he's you know he definitely there's a reason he's so popular let me check out some of the full episodes i still don't listen to it that regularly but you know that's a good way to get people in is by possibly going off the platform and you know bringing people in through specific informational uh, searches
0: i think that's how i've discovered all my podcasts
1: it's been People
0: having other channels like um, Matt Devella or D'Avella. Uh he was the filmer behind the the movie The Minimalist uh, which or, or minimalism okay yeah one of the t- it's on Netflix. I found yeah. him he has a YouTube Very channel good. and he also has a podcast called the Ground Up Show. So I found that. I found the Joe Rogan experience on YouTube. So I think I've discovered a lot of podcasts through YouTube uh, through other podcasts mentioning other podcasts. Um, and then yeah, through basically creators having some other channel that reaches a larger audience and then mentioning, Hey, I have this podcast or, or friend recommendation. So I think it's, it's challenging. You can't really, when you place a search, uh, people will also like people you'll search for something on Google and you'll get blog results. You'll never get audio snippet results. You'll never get podcast results so it's easier to get discovered on google with search or youtube with search because youtube is the second largest search engine in the world um but it's it's harder to to get discovered do as a you podcast. do you
1: think that you know the podcast format or the whole thing needs to incorporate like tags or, or something like is there some way is there need to be a new social network that pops up that's just centered around like people recommending podcasts and when you know a podcast that you recommend to someone they like then you get like an extra point and you get bumped up and you get more status or I, I absolutely I think this is
0: actually a great business idea if, if someone can make the YouTube of the podcast world that's golden where maybe podcasts are automatically transcribed by AI I feel like we could do that or we should be able to do something like that or get accurate enough where you can tell what the content of the podcast is about you can use that text transcription to power search, where if you have certain keywords pulled up in the in the podcast body, that would help that podcast rank for different search queries. And I think just build a platform that allows audiences to interact with the podcast, make comments at certain points in the podcast, um, and and have discussions. I don't, I don't know. I'd be into it. But do you think that's a good idea? Is it a bad idea?
1: Is this the next golden business opportunity? Um, I mean, it's, it's really hard to tell what will come in the future from the current podcast landscape and just the technology, because podcasts are not a platform specific or like, you know, brand specific as in you can listen to them on Apple, Spotify, right? Google podcasts. It's just based off that. Um, what is it? R R S T R T S P feed. I don't know. Whatever, whatever the feed is uh, that.
0: Yeah. Wait, what is that? R C S.
1: No, it's not that you're thinking of. That's the texting oh. thing. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, it's okay. basically you know based off that you know the you give the link to your blog, your podcast uh, page where the files are all stored, and you know Apple will go and grab them. Spotify will link to it and just present it in a good format. That would be kind of weird for a platform to develop that was actually hosting. The, I don't even know what it, would, it. It doesn't really work in the podcast segment. So. Who knows what the future will hold, but yeah, this is, here's the 25 episodes, you know, hopefully after 50, after 100, if we're still doing this, we're four times, five times, thousand times wiser about podcasts and we'll have some more insight to offer potentially or we'll actually be getting worse. And this is where our, we peaked and we'll look back and say, wow, if only we could top that 25 episode. Do you, do you actually have a favorite episode? Do you have one that's been either the most fun Every day I listen to episode number seven. No, um... I don't really I mean the most fun to record are usually the ones where we were in the same room just because we can you know have the energy but I've had a lot of times where like um, they've just been fun either way just because we're you know we're talking about technology with which is what we both love and uh, I'm trying to come up with ways to make it. Not just a droning on and on about specs and news and stuff like that.
0: Sure I think the first episode has a special place in my heart something about that. The audio was crisp We had just opened these new uh, Rode microphones the setup was a total hack in your studio
1: with jackets hanging up I don't know. I I like that one and you were you were peeking all over the place because you were laughing so loud (laughs) (laughs) Right into the microphone. Yeah, I remember that. That was great. Love that. I will say, recording
0: audio and listening to myself talk has helped, I think, I think, improve my acoustic performance, hopefully for podcasting and definitely for my YouTube channel. I'm more conscientious of it. And I think it's helped me be more aware of my word choice
1: even if I haven't had the strength to change it quite yet. Yeah, we have, like we said in the beginning of the episode, we weren't supposed to say certain words. I just broke one of them because (laughs) I said yeah and instantly agreed with you. So we're working, you know, tweet at us uh, at pinch Zoom Pod all the words we need to not say as much. It will be hurtful and it's going to be a long struggle, but we appreciate it. You know, we know that you love it, uh, that you love us, that you're listening to the episode actually uh, and and care but yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. We're getting getting a little long, getting over an hour. So oh, that's uh, another thing. We should listening. get
0: a timer going. I need to get a no, timer going. I have no no, no sense timer.
1: Of, I have no sense of time when we record these things. How do you have no sense of time? You literally have your Zoom recorder sitting right next to you, that you can look at right? Oh wow. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm hoping um, you were recording and that the numbers are going up or else <laughs> we just made a huge mistake already on our 25th I episode. think
0: back to back to cutting you off, I think it's because your audio is so low, I can't hear when you're talking.
1: What were you saying? Hold on. I can't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do have to turn our audio uh, down when we're recording over FaceTime in our headphones in our ears so that it's not leaking into the mics. So that's a possibility, but we're yeah, working I on mean it yeah we'll see uh hopefully we can only get better from here uh however we can get worse that's a possibility too subscribe to see what happens you know it's like a choose your own adventure what will we do um and also we would appreciate recommending us to you know one of your friends because like we said uh podcast platforms are not the most into like sharing and discovery the best way is to share it with a friend so share with a friend or even like i said before sometimes with an enemy we're relying on you to help spread the
0: word. So thank you. Yep. Uh,
1: but that's it for this episode 25. Woo, here we go. We also, it. it was your 22nd birthday 22nd, last year?
0: 22nd, yeah. It was. Yeah, thank
1: wow. you. It's a big time of the year. It is. Uh, hopefully, you guys uh, enjoyed the episode. Like I said earlier, Pinch the Zoom Pod, Pinch the Zoom Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, but no one's on that. And also uh, Friendster. And um, you can follow us on Google Maps. Also, you can check us out on uh, Snapchat, possibly. Exclusive Snapchat. Okay, we i also think have Tumblr. I was hoping for you to cut me off. <laughs> I really <laughs> didn't get <keep> that <laughs> signal off. <well. laughs> Thank but you
0: guys so much for listening. I'm Stetson. I'm Gabe, and we're gonna talk to you in the next episode, episode twenty six.
1: I started searching as we were talking about that. I started searching in Apple Podcast, Grandma, and. And there's Drew and Drew's grandma. Literally, there's a podcast. One already has out. Well, I mean, you said you said it once,
0: and you'll say it again. Everyone and their grandmother is starting a podcast. So I need help. a new
1: thing now. It's it's like everyone and their guinea pig is starting a podcast now.